Hello, my name is Rob Mattern with Mattern. I am delighted to be here today with Mandy Martin, Regional Director, East Coast, and Louise White, Regional Director, West Coast and Asia of the Cooley Law Firm. Mandy and Louise, welcome to today's Mattern Coffee Break. Thank you for having us, Rob. <laughs> now, greatly appreciate you being here. Um, before we get started, uh, we have just some simple housekeeping rules. Everyone's muted. If you do unmute yourself to ask a question, please introduce yourself uh, when you do, and then go back on mute to avoid the background noise. And then also, please feel free to submit questions through the chat, if you prefer, and we will work them in as the conversation develops. Um, just for some background, Mattern has worked with Cooley on a number of different projects over the last couple of years, some outsourcing projects, vendor compliance, uh, office supplies RFP. And um, <clears throat> I know Mandy and Louise would love to spend the entire half hour here talking about what a great job Mattern did, but we're not gonna let them. We're gonna focus on what we have learned over the past uh, year in regards to working remote. And I really can't think of any other people that would be better qualified to discuss this topic. Ben Schmidt was supposed to be the moderator and he got tied up on an on-site visit. So uh, you have me to moderate today. So let's get started. We got 30 minutes. Uh, and the very first question I'm gonna ask of Cooley is really what have we learned over the past year of working remote with the whole, you know, obviously with the whole COVID situation? Thanks, Rob. That's a great question. Um, I think probably the, the lesson everyone's learned is you, as much as you want to plan, you can't plan. So you need to ensure that your firm has a culture that is able to quickly pivot into whatever that new reality is. And fortunately, Cooley's technology department had already taken steps to have everyone ready to go for a remote work situation. Just fortuitously, it worked out that way. So we had, we were able to very quickly transition into remote work um, and deliver, we think, phenomenal client services. Um, but I would say the, the biggest thing that we've taken from this, certainly you have the work aspect of the whole COVID situation and we were able to transition, as I said, to that pretty seamlessly, but you also have the emotional impact and then you overlay that with everything that's been going on in the world. And I think Cooley's culture really came into play because we have this culture of collaboration. I think we have a culture where we do value the whole person, the whole employee. And we didn't just focus on, okay, how can we make sure we get all of our work hours in? We took time to make sure that people were taken care of. And we had a lot of programs um, to that effect. Louise, what, what would you say were, I guess, some other things we learned? Exactly. I mean, I'll just echo. Um, I think what we learned is that it's, our culture, our Cooley culture that binds us. Um, after the initial shock, everyone adapted. And I think, I think there was a great effort to communicate and not just, you know, big all hands emails or all office emails, but each team, no one was left behind. Everybody got uh, a touch point. We had partners calling, you know, the mailroom people, we, you know, and, and I think um, we, just were reckon we were very cognizant of like workload spiking and uh, people burning out and and countering it as much as we could with wellness initiatives and and just being human. You know? <laughs> and um, then you had you know all of the Black Lives Matter things and our response was pretty immediate. Um, we broke into smaller groups. We 
It was a huge initiative um, on, on the part of the firm um, from our leadership all the way through to ensure that we were going to do whatever we could do to learn whatever we can and fight for racial justice and, and equality. So all in all, this is like a huge year of change and progress, but um, made possible entirely because of who, who we are um, as individuals and collectively. The other thing I think that's really important that, you know, has all firms sort of got up and running from a work standpoint. Initially, it's like, oh, this is great. I don't have a commute. You know, this gives me another hour or two back in my day. And then all of a sudden you realize that you've been at your computer since seven o'clock in the morning and it's eight o'clock at night because you don't have that sort of natural break. So we really tried to ensure that people were aware that they weren't living at work, even though they were living at work. So we encourage people, you know, put your laptop in another room or try to, if you can, create a space that delineates, because I think the best employee is one who isn't fatigued, whether it be emotionally or just physically through work. So I think that was something that you don't think about that a lot, but that was the big lesson that came out of it. Okay. Great point. I tell you, just take one minute. And um, you mentioned the Cooley culture. A number of times. A quick definition of that for everyone on the call. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we've as an organization really grown a lot in the last five years and the last decade, but underlying all of that is a long history of collaboration and support and trust. And I think every organization likes to think that they have a unique culture. Um, I've worked at a ton of different law firms. I personally have never seen a culture like Cooley's. It is, it is truly, you know, people first and it strives to take care of, of our employees, but at the same time, deliver the very, very best in client services. So you get, you know, you get the A-team together, but you can, you also want to know about people's families and want to make sure, you know, you're, you're, they're your friends and they're your family at work. And that's, you know, it's not all amazing every single day of every single moment. But I, I consistently heard throughout this year that if we're going to go through such a globally difficult situation, what a great place to do it and what great people to, to have to go through it with. And, and for that, I, I have personally felt super grateful for all the people who, who we get to work with. And I think when you talk about Cooley culture within Cooley, what we're referencing are just the people. What do you think, Mandy? I was just going to say one thing I think people learned is that they actually like their coworkers a lot <laughs> and they miss seeing them. I think before COVID people would have said, oh, it'd be great. You know, I, I don't have to, you know, go into the city or wherever to work. And then all of a sudden you have people say, oh my gosh, what I would give, you know, just for a, a Monday around, you know, in the coffee bar or something. And people do really miss that collaboration. And I think that you know, Cooley is fortunate, you know, Zoom is a Cooley client and we have such wonderful services, you know, using Zoom software, which is great. But it, at the end of the day, you do wish that you could have those in-person things. And I think that has been a really positive thing to learn is how much we do value one another in that in-person experience. Okay. But hey, I could just say as working with Cooley on a number of projects, um, you are definitely one of the most employee people-oriented firms that we have worked with. So you hear you loud and clear there. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate uh, that. A conversation with an, uh, another firm, they mentioned, they called it a COVID hangover, which I <laughs> thought was kind of different. And they, they use that term in regards to, uh, you know, a lot of initiatives got put on hold last year. Now they're trying to 
resurrect them. Meanwhile, working new initiatives. And, you know, it's a, you know, what do you do first? And meanwhile, you're still dealing with the, you know, remote work situation. But again, she labeled it a COVID hangover. But I think that was interesting. I just want to bounce that off the two of you. And, you know, what are your feelings about this COVID hangover? Well, I think we've been drinking our Red Bull and we took two Advils and we haven't felt a thing, you know, no, no hangover here. I mean, it's been, it's been full steam ahead. And I, I think that, you know, yeah, they're definitely, I think at the beginning of this, there was sort of a, let's put this on the shelf because next month we'll be back in the office and we'll deal with it then. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're coming up to a year. So I would say pretty early into it, we had to prioritize, you know, what were things that really were front burner items. And obviously a lot of those programs, you know, planning the in-person holiday party was an initiative that got put on the shelf. But I think other things, um, you know, in some projects that we partnered with Mattern on, we said, you know, let's go Let's, let's keep that going because we can benefit from it now. And, if, and the last thing that we want to do is to be caught flat-footed when it is time to go in the office. And, you know, business waits for no one. And, and we just try to continue as, as best as we could. Um, Louise, would you agree with that? Yeah. And I, and I think one of the things we have learned is how quickly we really can pivot and how important it is to pivot quickly. Um not in a reactionary kind of way, but um, I think Mandy and I both feel extraordinarily lucky that the firm is so supportive of our team and, and the, all of the directors of administration and their teams that we work with and each of them had to be super flexible and think ahead and yet also be dealing with the current situation and, and every, just, everybody just gave it their all to ensure that we didn't miss a beat. And, um, and what we could do to allow the lawyers to not miss a beat for the clients. And, um, you know, we, we had a lot of conversations. Should we go through staff appreciation week like we normally do? Well, we're going to have to think about that very differently. The holiday party put on ice because it seemed unlikely we'll be able to do it in person. But then like early December, or late November, <laughs> it was like, can you guys still plan something because we really want to do something. So everybody was uh, quick on their feet. And for that, you know, um, we are always going to be grateful. But that is, again, part of our, our culture here is how flexible and, and, uh, and forward thinking we, we are in these types of situations. Okay. Not to say it didn't test them. <laughs> I think everyone could say that. Um, okay, just take us through the progression of your workforce. And let's break it down between attorneys and, and back office through the whole COVID situation and where you started and where you are right now, in terms of who's on site, who's off site. Again, break it into the back office support, admin and the attorneys. I think that's really dependent on where each office is located. Um, Louise is, is our West Coast person, as you mentioned in California continues to have, I think, more rigid guidelines in terms of who could be in an office even in a limited access phase. Um, for some of our East Coast offices, for example, we were able to have what we deemed essential personnel. So that would be maybe one person from our operations team or our mail services team, sometimes more or less, depending on organization size, in on a rotating basis you know, per week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also again, on the East Coast are fortunate that we are able to have limited access where we can have a percentage of our employees be able to access the physical space, which I think when you um, consider how long-term this COVID remote work situation has been, people have wanted to come into the office and to 
take a call in more of a quiet surroundings than perhaps a small apartment that they share with, you know, four other people or something. So it's, it's been dependent on that very much. Yeah. It's entire, as Mandy said, entirely dependent on the local county orders or the state orders. Um, and then, and, and how we interpret those orders to, to keep our people as safe as possible. I mean, that, that is just the, the priority is to follow the law and keep our people safe. Right. So, and still be able to deliver whatever we need to deliver for, for clients. And I think it's also important to note that it wasn't just a situation of no one could be in the office for a while. And then it was, okay, a percentage of people can come back in. We had a really rigorous process that we put in place to even allow people back in, in that limited capacity. So whether it was you know, um, everyone has sort of a, a survival kit, if you will, with antibacterial hand sanitizers, masks. Um, we have um, like one-way streets within the space, you know, lots of signage, um, just pretty much anything that someone might need to feel comfortable. And, and we didn't mandate that anybody had to come in. Certainly if you have a pre-existing health condition, even if you're an essential worker, if you just have a fear about that, I mean, we really listened to people and we made decisions based on that, but also giving them, I think the most safe environment to, that, where they could come into confidently. I have a question from the, the group about um, hoteling offices with lawyers. Um, is Cooley doing that now or planning to post COVID? Post-COVID is a long way away, so I'm not sure that, that we could answer that. I will say at the moment, we are not, at least because we are in this limited access phase, people are able to access their own individual space, which we had prior to COVID. Okay. And that, that was really the direction I was going to go was the whole real estate, any publication you pick up now relating to the legal industry is the whole real estate question. What are you, you know, you see Blank Rome negotiated a lease with 50% flexibility over the next 16 years. Is there anything that Akui's thinking about from a real estate viewpoint? I mean, I, I think that we are, are quick to not react quickly to what we hope is a short-term situation. <laughs> um, so we're always looking at how we can be flexible. We were doing that before COVID. And, and so, you know, no one can predict what's ahead or what implications that's going to have um, on our entire society. But, um, you know, we are, we have been implementing a, a workspace concept that lends itself to flexible, to a lot of um, like flexible in terms of the mix of amenities and workspace, types of workspaces within our envelope. Um, and, and we're kind of sticking with that. So I, I should turn it over to Mandy because our first one, she's sitting right in front of. <laughs> Yeah, so this, this hybrid open plan that has, is something that's becoming a global model for Cooley offices, and I'm in, I guess, in our Hudson Yards office in New York, is something that was pre-COVID. It, it was just, I think, firm leadership being really brave and saying, this is the wave of the future, and let's, let's be the ones to, to get on that wave. And it's worked out. I mean, it's been tremendous. And when you, when you look at a hybrid open plan, it does give you such a flexibility because you do have traditional conference room, traditional offices, I mean, different things like that, but it's built on the strength of technology and it's built on the strength of collaboration spaces, drawing people into the environment. So sort of have the best of both worlds. You've got the things that make an office an office, but then you also have the ability to pick up your computer. And by doing that, you're picking up 
everything you need to be successful for your clients. So we were lucky with that. And also, I mean, you know, our leadership is brilliant. So they, they knew on some level that we would need something like this. Okay. Well, we are recording this session. So if you want to send those comments to your leadership team, we, we got I, I was hoping, hoping for that. Definitely. Okay. I, I, we'll, we'll handle that in here. Um, I tell you, you hear a lot, you know, again, news, all this negative news out there you know, and all over the place. Let's take a positive here. Well, what were the biggest, most pleasant surprises the two of you have experienced during this COVID situation and related to work? Well, I've been a pulley a long time and I mean, not, and I'm not even like anywhere near as long-term as many of our peer colleagues (laughs) within the firm. It's going on nine years. Um, And it was just a renewed feeling of, of appreciation for where I work, the people I work with, the leadership we have, um, how quickly we can get things done, but keeping people first. And that balance is so hard to strike. And yet time and time again, I see that happening throughout the firm in various ways, at various levels, um, feeling very supported in supporting our teams, being overjoyed to work with the people that we get to work with on our teams. And, and, um, and it's just so much easier when the values have been instilled in the foundation of the organization. And I think too, that it would be very easy in this environment to just focus on the work. But as I mentioned, Cooley focuses on people always, especially during this time. But then they also spend a lot of time focusing on social justice and everything that's happening with racial equality. So there was no, I think, um, silence on what was going on in the world. I mean, people were given a lot of educational resources. There were a lot of opportunities to come together and just talk about Um, all the feelings that people had surrounding the events of the summer, the election, different things like that. And it was so nice to feel like that you could work really hard, provide excellent services for your clients, um, but then be valued as a person and for someone to be concerned about the world outside of Cooley and how that impacts you as an employee. Okay. Great lessons to be, uh, great lessons to be learned there. Okay. I have one more question from the audience. Okay. Far away. (laughs) Um, that might be on this topic, but uh, did the firm roll out some mental health resources, uh, maybe not EAP, but maybe some supplemental programs? Yes, yes. Um, Our benefits department is fantastic. I think that certainly just the, the basic benefits are there and big law in general is very fortunate to have those resources, but um Yes, whether it be just individual touch points, I mean, partners calling people in the office, um, concierge services, executive coaching, counseling, um, increased visit capacity. Louise, what I mean, there's just yeah, so I mean, many I things. think uh, offices were doing like mindful Mondays and doing like a quick mindfulness break, and um, and again, building on the foundation of what our our leadership and our benefits team have been focused on for the last several years is building our wellness initiatives and. And never has it been more important than now. And just even the recognition in passing of, you know, somebody in a leadership position saying, hey, this is hard. We, we see you. We know that many of you are struggling with childcare, or elder care, or loneliness, um, and, and burning out. And so even just that acknowledgement, I think, was a big boost. And, and then in addition to that, having all of the supportive programs and, um, and communications around wellness. 
Um, so really appreciative for that. That's great. That's great. Okay, I'm going to ask you, not necessarily from a Cooley perspective, but I would love to hear that, but more like, what do you think we're going in the next one to three years? Okay, hopefully this whole thing, you know, summertime, we're starting to see a progress and um, a light at the end of the tunnel or a brighter light. And not, you know, and you're both have a tremendous amount of experience in the legal marketplace. Where do you, where do you see this going in the next one to three years and what will law firms look like? at that point? Well, I think from a Cooley perspective, you know, I don't know where exactly we'll be going, but I know we are ready for what's ahead. And I think that when it comes to firm leadership, I think a true key will be the, to project this, you know, sense of calm and the sense of we're all in it together. I think that's going to be really important for any organization. Um, I think that most firms are probably, you know, every business will look at different things like, you know, real estate and business practices and remote work. And I mean, there's just, there's a million topics I think that are an offshoot of this, but I think the key is to really project that message to your team of confidence and collaboration and, and just a feeling of that it will take everyone's buy-in to, to be successful. I mean, I think also the industry has opportunity I, and I'm not speaking for Cooley, but just the industry as a whole seems to have an opportunity to initiate some of the changes that have been brewing for the last like two decades on right. on having administrative services become more efficient um, and you know how that's going to happen and and I, I and maybe it's not industry specific to law firms because it seems to be kind of a question out there for for every industry um, how will covid cha have changed or um, really created some momentum around um, change agents that, that were there before COVID, but not, but couldn't quite get the platform or the support required for, uh, for change, but nobody really knows. And, and, you know, I think we're all just looking ahead and, and uh, looking forward to the time when we can, we can come back to the office and, and see each other and, and work together. Okay. I, I tell you a very, um, I'll tell you enlightening, I'll say, and um, you know, Again, a lot of these calls we talk about, hey, how to structure contracts and all this other kind of stuff. And really, almost all your answers, whether you realize it or not, have come back to really the cultural aspect of Cooley and the people first and you know, upper management's enlightenment, uh, enlightenment about the issues and communications and all things that really any organization can do is not legal specific, but really, uh, and how that's almost the bedrock and the foundation for really almost any of the challenges come challenges you're experiencing now and any challenges coming up. I mean, I think when you get people who are genuinely enthusiastic and bought into your mission as a business, the, I mean, it's limitless what you can accomplish. And I mean, everyone knows that with a little enthusiasm and with a little, um, you know, feeling like you have a stake in the success, you can get so much more from people. And I think that's that's kind of the, the magic Cooley has been able to bottle is, is everyone feels like they want the business to succeed and they know their role in making that happen. So very fortunate. Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. I mean, as much as we'd like to be a little more interesting, <laughs> I think that our culture sort of speaks for itself and, it, and everything has really tied back to, to that. Um, that common thread that we have. Okay, well, it's get me uh, getting me thinking about some things. Um, 
I tell you one other point, and again, we're pretty close to wrapping this whole thing up. But um, again, you're talking about the culture. You're talking about um, you know how that's a bedrock. When you go out to bring people onto the Cooley team, how important is their fit to your culture? I mean, I think it's really important, not just for us, but for them. I mean, because not, I mean, not every place is right for everyone. And I think that it's an interview process is a getting to know you because Cooley has a lot of people with a lot of tenure and it's because they are bought into the mission. They want to be a part of it and they're a fit. So it, it has to be, I think, a two-way street on that. And it's funny, you know, when I joined Cooley, I had the opportunity, Louise was part of the interview process and and she's my peer. And I think just implementing processes where it's not just you meet one person in HR and you don't get to know sort of everyone who would be on your team. I think Cooley does a nice job of giving you a clear picture of what it will look like joining Cooley. And I mean, Louise was lovely to me in the interview and she's lovely to me now. So it was, it was, it was a great first impression. Okay. I mean, I, I also think just uh, one of the things when we're hiring in you know, seasoned professionals who've done the job, you know, you, you know, they can do the job. Um, but, but there's always a little bit of, you know, introduction to the firm, like, Hey, you, we know you can do the job, but we're in a unique place. And one of the best things you can do when you first get here is to listen and observe and understand that we are a little bit different here. And what worked in your old firm may not be viewed the same, um, within our unique culture. And, and so, I, I mean, I think what Mandy said, like, you just, it's a two-way street. People either, it has to be right for, for the individual, um, but we are pretty transparent throughout the interview process and, and in recruiting people about who we are, you know, and, and what the expectations are. That's excellent. Well, I, do I do have a couple of follow-ups on that from people on the same question, which is, is onboarding any different now during this time? And I've also heard other questions about, you know, the culture of new associates and things like that. How do you help them out um, and integrate them better into the culture? With a remote work. With remote work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's a challenge for sure. I mean, you know, you don't have the opportunities to, hey, let me take you to lunch type thing. So you have to be creative in the ways that you onboard people. And I think it just has to be an effort that shows a lot of consistency you know, a day in, day out, how are you doing? Let me introduce you to this person. I mean, there has to be a commitment all around, but in terms of onboarding, what's been, I think, interesting to me is we have a lot of people who are in global roles with Cooley or, you know, national roles. So we've done a lot of our orientations via Zoom, you know, in the past. So that hasn't changed, I think, too tremendously for certain okay. roles. What would you say, Louise? Yeah, anything? I mean, I think Zoom actually, and, and again, super, excited that Cooley is that Zoom is a Cooley client but like we've been using Zoom for a long time before COVID and to me it always felt a little bit strange because it would zoom into like a conference room and so you never really see people's faces even if you're connected so one thing about COVID when you're when you're integrating somebody or or meeting somebody you really are seeing their facial expressions and it's not the same as when you're in person but it's really been able to kind of democratize the geography that we're so spread spread out. And, um, you know, I work a lot with the Asia offices and, and to be able to Zoom with them and, and, um, and while I'll never really be able to be with them 
in person on a regular basis, it's, it's just the great equalizer in some ways. So uh, it's not perfect. It's not easy. And it's a challenge to integrate new people when you have such a strong culture. Um, but, but we do our, our best and, and it's kind of boils down again to communication and wanting to connect with people. Okay, excellent. But hey, that's all we have time for. Uh, I can't tell you um, how enlightening, okay, this conversation has been. I thought some excellent points and really highlights, you know, what's, what's special about Cooley. Any quick closing comments you would like to make? No, we're just grateful for the partnership that we've had in the past with Mattern. And oh. just um, if you haven't gathered, we're very grateful to be at Cooley. So I don't know if we've made that clear, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you have. So. And again, we'll have a recording of this and we'll, we'll forward it to your uh, to the upper management. So Louise, anything you want to add before we uh, sign off? No, but really appreciate you having us. And, oh. and uh, it, in some ways it was good to take the time to reflect on the last year because we we are always looking forward. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. So, okay, folks, that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much for participating. Take care and be safe. And thank you very much. Bye.